The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos actually groom each other? Not with their tongues, though. That's disgusting. They buy each other gift cards to spas. Oh, so nice. <laughs> They're very thoughtful. <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash club. Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're going to cover chapters 27 through 31 of Winter's Heart, book 9 of the Wheel of Time. Last time. Previously, we spent some time with Cad Swain, which only affirmed how much we all hate the shit out of Cad Swain. She and her entourage travel to Far Matting, where a series of Tarangriel prevent anyone from channeling. Catswain, who is definitely just there on non-dragon-related business for sure, uh, takes the opportunity to slap Rand around a little bit and just narrowly avoids getting poisoned by our girl, Baron. I mean, I kind of wish she'd just done it. Yeah, uh, near miss. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine catches up with Egwene in the dream world, and then they decide to teleport over for a chat with some Borderlanders who appear to accidentally have brought a massive army right up to the doorstep. So, um... I guess it's trying to drop that boyfriend card, right? Like, you know who my boyfriend is, right? I mean, she would be impressed by the size of this army if she hadn't seen her boyfriend's army. It's a lot bigger. I mean, like, it's like... <laughs> I mean, he's, he's in another country right now, so you can't meet him right now, but his army's really big. <laughs> you never it's forget huge. your first one. Army. <laughs> first army. Yeah. Uh, but spoiler, they probably know who her boyfriend is, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they? I don't know. I mean, you think so, right? Why else would they want to talk to her? Well... Chapter 27, <laughs> To Surprise Kings and Queens, Icon of the Lioness. Wait, were you done? Yeah. Oh, that tied in really nicely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're pros. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. That's Nailed great. it. Wow, you just broke our flow, Alice. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for that. We're going to start over from the top. Yeah. All right. The dragon, the wheel time turns. <laughs> <laughs> so Elaine rushes to meet the Borderlanders uh, against the advice of everyone. Yeah, so, everyone has opinions about Elaine's decision to move the plot along for us. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she's not listening to any of those haters. Are you sure you wouldn't want to do your sister's hair a little bit? It's like, mm, I, think, I think we've got some important di- businesses to deal with here. Yeah, it, it's a really big production to have her go there. But in the end, she just takes Elaine and herself and Avienda and Birgitta. I kind of feel like she should have brought a few more wizards with her. I mean, just because she has them, right? Well, she's got like two of the best battle wizards that aren't holdovers from the Age of Legends with her right now. In herself and Avienda. That's a good point, I suppose. And, you know, the superhero of legend. Burkita. I mean, she's only... Is she still... I mean, she's mentioned that, like, all of her memories are fading and stuff. I wonder how how much of her talent's still there. Maybe she's lame now. (laughs) (laughs) That's ageist. (laughs) Or something. It is. She's too old for that job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... Anyone under under 3,000 lifetimes. Although she's, uh, she's like, infinite or something, right? Yeah, She's, she's eternal. She's not anymore. Like, she was eternal. Yeah. <laughs> she's so much less hot now that she's not in Thanks, immortal. Elaine. Yeah. But they are... It turns out that the reason everybody's worried about her is because of her baby. That's dumb. Yeah, I know, right? And I guess it's like there's kind of like a running joke how, oh, you know, you can't... Uh, you have to eat this thing and you can't you can't drink a little bit of wine. She's like three days pregnant or something, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's This is absurd. I did have a little bit of sympathy for how exhausting she is because... 
I remember that. Growing a person is fucking exhausting, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah, she's very tired through all of this, and she's powering through. And she's not sleeping much either, which is not very good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, they should be more worried about that than this diet, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they head to the camp of the Borderlanders. It is a cool camp. Robert Jordan is good at describing camps of armies. Oh, yeah. It's like, they, they teleport in, and they're the, I think it's the Shinarans are all just, like, sitting there staring. Like, they're just, like, stoic. They're Shinarans. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they were doing for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think their armor is actually rusted. You know, because it goes with their plate mail, right? So <laughs> right. They can't move. But she heads in, and uh, all the Aes Sedai are hiding from her for some reason. Yeah. But she's uh, received as an Aes Sedai. She's like, you know, I guess it's an important thing that she's an Aes Sedai here, not Elaine, the daughter heir of Andor. I think it's a different conversation for sure, from like a um, a political perspective. Yeah, I, I think it's a little silly because they know who she is. This, this, Agreed. This meeting would not go the way it did if she wasn't Elaine, the daughter of Andor. No, you're right about that. It, like, it, and it's clear that was kind of her intention all along. But I think, I think the idea is that they wouldn't have necessarily re- received her at all if she were as the daughter of Andor. They, they would, the, the bunch of kings wouldn't receive this person as like a, an equal, whereas mm-hmm. they might receive an Aes Sedai as an equal. Maybe. I, don't, I don't see how it's supposed to work because Aes Sedai are supposed to be landless right like well that's their thing you know that's i don't know if it's a law but that's what keeps them above the fray and and not and you know unimpeachable except that they lie all the time which pisses everybody off right sure but it's like the wise women right where like they could literally walk across a battlefield and they're welcome in any set set regardless yeah I, i don't know if elaine has really thought this through but to be fair though she um, to be fair. To be fair. Sorry. <laughs> I have to do it. Um, she doesn't have anybody to look to about it. There mm-hmm. aren't any other rulers out there who are Aes Sedai. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even her mom barely a had a spark. Mm-hmm. Either way, when she rolls in, she rolls in like packing for, for bear or whatever, right? She looks like, it's like very aggressive. She is. Yes. Mm-hmm. She meets the four rulers and she does house game with them. Um, it's like a power move. She like does this thing where she like, for, first she's like starts like kind of steamrolling them, and then she goes and like sits down, and then they have to like decide if they're gonna go. Like she sits down with her back to them, so they have to either come over and talk. It's like oh. yeah, and I I like the dynamic where Tenobia kept like saying dumb shit, yeah. uh, and the other the other rules were like oh, okay okay. Well, but I like that because she was getting stuff done, right? This meeting was moving at a good clip because Tenobia kept saying the stupid thing that nobody was saying. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it worked out great. It, it, I mean, it, it did sort of... It was interesting to see how they were not exactly aligned on what they were trying to achieve. Exactly. Right, yeah. Eventually, they work out a deal, which is uh, they move south um, and don't fight anybody, and she'll agree like not to fight them. And she tells them that Rand is to the south, and she misleads them into thinking that that's the best way to find him, to go look in Murindy. Yeah. This is a weird scene. I think she fucked them. Yeah. She fucked them really hard. Uh Uh-huh. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Like, I was thinking about this, like, she she, makes a big point about the fact that she's, quote-unquote, not technically lying or whatever, but, like, these are people that she needs to have good relationships with from a political perspective. And she is just yeah. like, screw, they will never trust her again, right? Right, yeah. I would never trust her again after this. Because she, she's, one bit is where she says, it would be profitable to look for him in Murindy. And then she thinks, profitable for me? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the, what, what the hell? Yeah. I, I mean, like, if there's anything that they're going to learn from this, it's that she's like anyone else that you just can't, like, she, yeah. can't, she can't be trusted. Right? Don't trust Elaine. Don't trust Aes Sedai or whatever. Yeah, this 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 to me this was like 
a short-term gain for like a long-term cost, like a pretty yeah. big one maybe. Yeah, but she's sure proud of herself. Uh, and yeah, I guess she gets the short-term benefit of there's this other army there which is going to scare everybody into joining her somehow. Yeah, I think I think she's trying to do the, something similar to that uh, that king in Mirandi, right, with the the band of the red hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Using their threat to consolidate power. Yeah, but he actually paid them. I think. Like, I think that they, she was he wasn't misleading them. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so after having done this and apparently gotten what she wanted, she travels back to Camelon. Sorry, she travels back to Camelon. <laughs> there you go. You have to hear that capital T. That's right. <laughs> uh, where nobody recognizes her as she rides in the gates. And she's super tired, I guess, because the baby is stealing her life force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Yes, Checks. they do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then she gets some news from Nori. There are four armies approaching Camelon from the east of unknown alignment. And uh, she springs back into action. Do we know who this is? Nope. I don't think so. My guess would be the White Cloaks, because we know the White Cloaks are still in the wind, and last they were... Their plan was to go to Andor, right? Oh, yeah. How would you not know who they were with, though? Especially the white cloaks. They fucking wear white cloaks. Like, you would be able to identify them immediately. That is a good point. point. Yeah, so I guess unless his information was just incomplete. I was confused by that. Yeah, that's a a really good point. Anytime there's an army marching, they tend to have flags or something. Yeah, but maybe flags you don't recognize or, you know, you may not have gotten close enough to see the flags because getting close to a marching army is not always the most healthy thing to do. That's I guess. A good point. But the white cloaks they would have recognized because of, you know. The white cloaks. The white cloaks, <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Anyway, we don't know. Elaine heads out to deal with that. You know what's really bad for you when you're uh, pregnant? Like, not sleeping, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I had this weird theory that the Aes Sedai with the, the Borderlanders actually did know how to travel and they had like leapfrogged her and moved their armies to Camelin for some reason. Because oh. it's four armies, right? They have four armies? That's four oh, armies. I didn't even think about that. But they said four small armies, so maybe they sent some of their troops out there? I don't know. It's yeah. possible. I, I don't know where they would have learned how to travel, though, because that's like... That's a question. There aren't very many people who know how to do it still. Uh, from the Forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good point. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a stretch. It's just... That was my first thought. Yeah, I, I mean, of the people who are out there, could be Sean Chen, could be White Cloaks, though. That seems, based on what we're thinking, that would be less yeah. likely. Could be Aiel, I guess. Like, the Aiel are yeah, still floating around. there's Shido everywhere. They could have grouped up for some reason. Yeah. Could it be some of the Red Tower? Uh, the Red Tower? The Black Tower? The Black Tower, sorry. Uh, the Red Tower is so cool. That'd be much well, you've name. got the Red Eagle, right? Yeah, the Red Eagle. Yeah, the Black Tower. Wow, we need a tower. And the White Tower. The Red Tower. Red yeah. Tower. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're the Red Tower. Yeah. Yes, okay, we were changing patreon.com slash the Red Tower. (laughs) (laughs) The Red Tower of Waterloo. (laughs) But, okay, so, anyway. So, chapter 28. News in a cloth sack. Icon of the loot. So we're following Matt again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tylen is leaving to go view her new domains with Suroth. On a a tow racket. That actually sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think it... It's going all right for Thailand. Yeah, if she wasn't a rapist, I think this was pretty cool. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that is a big mark. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt sees them off. This is pretty good luck for Matt, really. Uh, yeah, Matt's lucky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because I don't, he'll never get away from her or whatever. No. By himself. And Matt sees them off at the docks, and he notices that the Domine are patrolling the ships. And so he figures he can't get Teslin out that way. And then when Matt heads back, Noel hap- offers to help 
with Matt's scheme, whatever it is. This guy keeps popping up. I mean, I, I, I don't imagine there's anything special to him, except he seems to have... He seems very useful, right? Like... Okay, he's a, yes, he's very useful every scene he's in. Also, apparently he's been telling these very convincing stories about the lands beyond the waste. Uh-huh. Which, we, as far as we know, no one's ever been there. Yeah, the old, the, the, I think the things that we know from there are that they make um, lenses or something. I think that lenses come that from right? over there. Or is it, I thought it was maybe silk. Oh, not silk. Uh, porcelain? Porcelain. Or the sea folk. No, that's the sea folk. Yeah, they have the porcelain. I thought the sea folk got it from them. I think, that, I think you're the right. The sea folk just They call it sea folk oh. porcelain, but I think it comes oh, from over okay. there. I don't know how sea folk would make it otherwise because they're on boats all the time. Kiln boats. Mm, boat kilns, yeah. <laughs> That's so, yeah. definitely what you want on a boat. A kiln. <laughs> it's the most dangerous job in the fleet. Yeah. So he's the only person we've ever heard telling stories from the other side of the waist. It, yeah. sound, it sounded amazing. The things they talk about a place called Shibuya, and I feel like we've heard that name before. Well, Shibuya is the name of a district in Japan, a famous Japan, district in Japan. Oh my god, is it, is oh, it just Oh, seriously? Japan? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, it's spelled well, differently. It's got to be a coincidence, not a coincidence, one of those Robert Jordan Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. One of his winks. The Some place called Shibuya, supposedly beyond the Isle Waste, where women who could channel had tattooed faces, over 300 crimes carried a penalty of death, and giants lived under the mountains, men taller than the Ojir, with their faces on their bellies. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. That yeah. is, you recognize the faces on their bellies trope? It's a, what's his name? Herodotus famously said that. Oh, no, I didn't know One that. of the first historians that, that we have records for, he, mm-hmm. he said that uh, he said many things that were false, but he's, he, a lot of people believe that back then. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. Yeah. That'd be very inconvenient. Uh, no, it'd be great. You just eat the food, it goes right to your belly. Yeah, it's like straight shot. Think of all, <laughs> think of all the wasted effort going through all the intestines. <laughs> I have never used my nipples, and I'd rather have eyeballs for this. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuan is still following Matt around. And uh, that's a bit foreshadowy. Uh, Matt enlists Zhuilin to help steal him some Suldam outfits because that's his plan. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love this. He's like, he's like, hey, uh, can you give me these things? And and Zhuilin's like, why the fuck would I be able to do that? He's like, you're a thief catcher. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, that means you know how to steal stuff. He's like, okay, kind of. But no, I, I resent that. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but you know. <laughs> He's like, hey, I need you to get this Adam, and these things, these things are clearly very difficult difficult to get. And Chillin's like, fine, I think I probably can get that. <laughs> yeah. And Matt's making his plan to escape right out in the open. That's his clever plan. Let everybody know that he's making a secret plan to escape. And uh, the Golam is apparently out there killing lots of people. Yeah, it's getting attention now. Like, enough attention that the, the truth seekers are after it, right? Yeah, and that's not good, riling up the truth seekers. Mm mm. And uh, Tom and Bezlan are both in on Matt's plan, too. Uh, Bezlan wants, like, a suicidal uprising against the Shan Chan. I don't think that guy is long for this world. No. Mm, I know. I mean, sorry, guy. Yeah. But Tom, finally, finally. Let's, yes, let's we get, get Tom, Tom back. to do something. And, yeah, the plan is to masquerade as Suldam and Domine and just walk right out the gates, which is pretty cool, uh, which would require Tom to forge a bunch of papers and whatnot. Uh, apparently, Julian, Julian is actually in love with somebody. That that Matt was right about that. Yeah, I, I, my interpretation up to this point was that he was misinterpreting something completely, right? Like yeah. misreading it. But yeah, apparently that was totally right. But it's Thera, a slave. Yes, who uh, we've met before. Uh, yeah, right, that's right. Yeah, uh, Daka Valley. Uh, we, we've actually heard them talk about this, right? Yeah. Do you guys remember who that is? No. That's the Panarch. Amathera. Amathera. Oh. 
Yeah. They did the thing where they truncated her yeah, name yeah, as a... Yeah. 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 Oh. And that's why she's all, like, uh, emotionally damaged now. Yeah. And uh, so it's interesting because Aganen mm-hmm. uh, knows her. So they, they are crossing paths again. Yeah. Was Amathira captured as part of it, again, in thing, or was that a separate deal? No, that was afterwards. They they tried to get Amathira to leave with them, but she wouldn't do it. That's right, yeah. And then I guess she wouldn't swear the oath, so she became a slave, just because fuck you, we're the Shanshan. Yeah. And Julian does manage to get the dresses. Of Turns course out does. thief catchers make a good thief. Yeah. <laughs> he has, he's having a little bit of trouble uh, getting an odd on at first, though. Yeah. Does finally manage to track one down, though it doesn't say how. Yeah, I assume he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> I mean, that's how you get one of those. And Tom is looking for the, the materials to forge the papers. So yeah, uh, Tuan is clearly stalking the shit out of him throughout this chapter, though. Yes. Like, keeps popping up in random places. I feel like we're going to find like a little Matt doll made out of Dryerland or something, you know? I like how shallow <laughs> Matt is, because he doesn't really reflect on this, except it's annoying. <laughs> 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 it's like, this is clearly a problem. He's like, eh, whatever. It's weird that I keep running into her. <laughs> yeah. I guess she's kind of hot now. <laughs> right. And uh, so, like, this golem is starting to catch attention, which we know it's supposed to not be doing uh, based on its orders, but I'm not sure how you really stop a golem, right? Yeah. Like, basically, just Matt can do it, right? Do, I mean, do you just put it in a box? Can you just put a golem in a box? Well, they had it in a stasis box, whatever the heck that is. That's a magic box. Can, but, like, I, I'm assuming that in, in uh, Ebudar well, they don't have it, a stasis box. You, like, squeeze out through the keyhole or something, yeah, right? Yeah, it's super squeezy. Yeah, I wonder if you could, like, make a box and it, like, wax sealed or something so it couldn't get out. I guess you could do that, yeah. Um, I don't know. You could, okay, you could put it in, like, a... You can, that's what you need a bell founder for. <laughs> you put we it solved in the a, riddle. A, a, a bell, and then you seal it off and weld it shut. There, there you go. go. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> Solve the riddle. Yeah. Now you get to bone uh, that uh, eliminated check. Yeah. To kill a golem. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 29. Another plan. Icon of the Adam. Matt goes and meets with Jolene. 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 <laughs> and her two warders, who are really funny in like one paragraph. Uh, I know. Yeah, They're fantastic. Robert Jordan's strength at, at sketching people out really quickly. That how they're like kind of like duos, like this, yeah, they're, like, this they're pair. like almost a mirror image, and they're really like they're like poking Matt, like you better take care of her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were, they were looking at Matt as lions might look at a goat that had bared its teeth at them. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, jo- Jolene is fighting about this whole Adam thing, and I kind of get it honestly. Like now that we know how these things work, I feel like this is pretty like her feeling this way about putting one on his. Like, yeah. it's a lot harder to get one off than it is to put one yeah, on. Yeah, like if, if she basically is helpless from then on. She can't channel, she can't get it off. Yeah. She needs to, somebody else to help her from that point for the, until somebody does. Yeah. It's and if terrifying, it's, especially if you're like a hundred-year-old Aes Sedai that's been stronger than almost everybody you meet for your whole life. Yeah. If, you, if, if a Sean Chen happens along, then, then, that's, then she's a slave for the rest of for 400 years. Yeah, right. Uh, so I understand her freaking out a bit. Although mm-hmm. I don't think Maureen would have freaked out this much. No, more, but Maureen is like probably the, the coolest Aes Sedai, right? Like, is she, is she the coolest Aes Sedai? I mean, she's the meltiest now. <laughs> she's, she had, since she's cooled down. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, before being boiled in puddle goo, she was a lot less She was pretty now. cool. She was pretty uh, unflappable. Now that we've met all these Aes Sedai, I mean, look, look, we'll exclude the, re, the, the half Aes Sedai like Nynaeve and... and I, I, I kind of like that Red Aja one that just loves killing dark friends. 
Who's like fam? The the one that's Pavara, on the dark Fun hunt. I think. No, that's the, that's. Is it Pavara? I think it was Pavara. Yeah, because yeah. they're like sh- they were thinking about how she shouldn't have been an Aes Sedai, except they killed her whole family, which is why she's a red Aes Sedai. Yeah, that's yeah, what they, yeah. that they shouldn't have thought she was red. Red Aja. Yeah. yeah, red Aja. Yeah, she's. I imagine her with like a scar over her face. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They killed my whole family. <laughs> well, I mean, was Maureen cool, or was Maureen cool because she had Lan as her warder? That's how it works, right? Like the the power and strength flows down the water bond and coolness flows back yeah. up. <laughs> the sheer awesomeness. Yeah. Oh, you know, Viren. I think Viren's probably my favorite. Yeah. Still, I think Viren's still my favorite Aes Sedai. Mm. Just because, like, she's done some shit. It depends what she's, what I she's actually I want to know what Viren's up to. Yeah. I'm not feeling good about this. No, she, she's definitely, like, shady, but, like, she just feels like she's, been up, she's had some adventures, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. So anyway, yeah, Jolene does not like the plan, uh, but also Satal Anand is coming along. Yeah. And she's already sent her family away. Yeah, this, this is like a... This, this group is getting bigger and bigger. I know, yeah. <laughs> every, every scene, I feel like there's another person added. By the time we're done, he's going to be like jailbreaking the whole fucking... He's like... going to have another army. Remember, this is what happened last <laughs> time. <laughs> last right. time he tried to escape. <laughs> you know, with an army. Yeah. That's right. He's going to yeah. walk and, out with like 40, uh, 40 demoni, I guess. But then they try the plan, and it turns out that Jolene and Anon cannot wear the Adam. Yeah, this is an interesting problem. I didn't because even think about this. Because she can't even a little bit. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be somebody who can be a Suldan, which is... So, because otherwise it's like it's being hung on a hook. You can't move it around. Exactly, yeah. That, this is an interesting problem, because at this point, anyone who is apparently able to channel... The Sean Channel have cold or captured or whatever right yeah, yeah. so like the, the pickings are probably pretty slim yep yeah so he needs a new plan uh and matt in his typical planning mode uh stumbles out into the street and a new plan grabs him by the neck and grabs him <laughs> in, the <laughs> no. yep. in the form of bail domon hey bail yeah this is funny because like for for a while i was struggling with this like because matt saw bail domon and he didn't recognize him yeah yeah and then i realized that Matt had all that shit erased. Yeah, that was yeah. old Matt. Yeah, that was the, the Matt that we didn't particularly like. <laughs> right. Well, it wasn't erased, but that was the stuff when he was under the effect of the dagger. Right. So, so yeah, but he, and the dagger ate holes in his memory. Right. Yeah. And then he went and was like, oh, my memory back. But then he got all memories. Right. All well, memories. well yeah. that, that's the thing. He never got back those old memories because they like when they when they healed him, it deleted all the the stuff that was corrupted by the dagger, including okay. a bunch of his memories. Well, I just love that Daniel de Machon, who's like, Matt, right? You know, when we fought the mirror draw on the Trollocs. What? Come on. <laughs> Matt's like, come on, dude, narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I fought a lot of mirrors. I'm sure, I'm sure it was a really great adventure. I'm, but I'm like, sure what you saw me do was super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Trollocs and Shadar Logoth on one end and a mirror draw on Whitebridge and flames on the other. Do you remember me now? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to sit down and drink sometime and talk about it. Is pretty much what he said. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Sounds great, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah, Dolman literally drags him to, to see again. Yeah, I love I love all these people moving the plot along. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it's fantastic. Literally pulling him yeah. along. And again, and it's like, okay, we're going to team up with you. And Matt's like, okay, but my plan is screwed unless you know. Three soldats <laughs> that you can blackmail to make work with us. And she's like, I actually do know three. Yeah. Exactly three soldats. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
this whole conversation was great. It was like everyone's like direct and to the point, and everyone just walks away happy. They're like, "This is what I want." And he's like, "That's what I want too." Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Win, win, win. Yeah. I need to get out. I also need to get out. Okay. Well, then let's yeah. get out of here. And then Matt goes and meets with Tom and Julian, who vouch for Aganon, uh, and tell Matt about the male Adam very importantly. Yeah, which uh, I think Matt points out. He's like. Has anyone told Rand about this? They're like, I'm sure Rand's heard about it by now. He has not heard about this. <laughs> yeah. Rand does not know about this. He, he needs to know about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Matt's plan is go. Everything's fine, right? Nothing can go wrong at this point. So speaking of Rand, um, the, I think this is something that's been happening through the last, maybe through, throughout most of the book, the swirling colors thing, right? Every time yeah. Matt thinks of Rand, and I think it happens to Rand too, right? Yeah. Is this just the Tavern calling thing happening? It's just that. Remember the, there was that thing where Perrin and Matt had to go to Rand, like they felt compelled? Yeah. It's just the Tavern thing. Okay, I wasn't sure, because like, Robert Jordan keeps bringing it up, which usually means it's something important, so I wanted to make sure that was not something I was missing. Or, or maybe... I don't know, I just thought of this. Maybe the Taveran bond is like akin to a warder bond in some way, and now that Rand has like 15 warder bonds, it's, it's scrambling <laughs> the comms. It's getting confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Matt sitting there like, I don't know why, I just really feel like I'm fucking a princess right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is really weird. I mean, like, I normally I'm fucking a queen. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, throughout this chapter and a little bit later, it is implied that Matt is actually into the Thailand situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was so noticing I, that. So I'm, I'm trying to like modify my my perception of like, because the way he was presenting it, it did not feel that way. But I, yeah, I, it's like only in his own head is he not into it. But externally he is. And then when he actually thinks about it, he's kind of into it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's it's except except the other things we hear him thinking or hear him doing are like telling people that he doesn't like it and everybody laughing at him. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. Like you're yeah. gonna become fond of that person eventually. Like he sleeps in her bed the night before he leaves because he's gonna miss her or something. Oh man, mm. that's awful. Yeah, yeah. well, effed up. I guess I'm glad he's getting out. You know. Yeah, chapter thirty: cold, fat raindrops. Icon of the dice. Escape o'clock. Yeah. Time to rock. It's day of the heist. Yeah. And uh, just to recap, Matt needs to escape, and he needs to rescue Teslin, who's a domine, mm-hmm. and Jolene, who's not, and some other person he's never met. Ed- Edwina. Domine. I think it's the Ed- other. Uh, Edicina. Ed- 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 Edwina is Viren's uh, yeah. cover oh. story. Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah, Ed- Edicina. Yeah. Right. And, and three Soldom. Yeah, and then three Soldom that, that Egeanen can bring. And so Egeanen... And Bail Domon. Oh, yeah, and those two warders. That's right. And, and two Tom warders. and Julian and Satala Nan. Yeah, and, uh, and Olver. Right, Olver. And, and, uh. Although they've already left. Olver and his manservants and the soldiers have already left. Have they? I thought they were waiting in the stables. No, they're waiting outside the city. Oh. At, at some stables outside the city. Okay, okay. And Balsak wants to come too. Balsak? Excuse me, Beslin. Beslin. No, he doesn't, does he, he doesn't want to leave, he wants to stay. Oh, I thought he wanted to come with them and fuck shit up. Well, yeah, the, his part of the plan is to make a distraction. Mm. And he's like, yes, the people will rise. We'll distract them all to death. And Matt's like, well, why don't you just set some buildings on fire? And just, and just, not you, though. Like, make other people set buildings on fire. Yeah. Just make sure that you're not tied to this. So, yeah, the, the, the group's getting pretty big at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the day of the heist, and 
yeah, the, the Niram and Lopin and the Red Arms have taken over out with the horses. At the end of one of this, Bat's thinking about the, the plan, and he says, and he's thinking about his prophecies. He had been told that he was fated to die and live again. A prophecy, or near enough one, but he's pretty sure that already happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is an interesting point, because, like, did he die, or did he almost die? I mean, like... I mean, it's kind of borderline, but it's awesome that... He's not sure whether he died yet or not. <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure if that counts. Fingers crossed. Because that one didn't feel very good. <laughs> Hopefully that counted. Uh, That's why Matt is the coolest. Yeah. yeah. So Olver is like packing his toys up and stuff. It's kind of cute. Yeah, he checks in with Olver and Beslan. And, and Olver's like, it, it, Matt has this whole thing where Matt's like, oh, I thought you may, maybe you would want to leave Rizal behind. And Olver's like, She's getting married, man. I think that I think I think we're through. That's yeah, like seriously. Like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Olver reminds him about snakes and ladders. Which remember snakes and ladders? That was such a good metaphor. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and he sees Teslin. Teslin is looking unsteady, which is concerning, right? Because she might blab. I guess the idea is that she's been getting extra punishments or whatever, right? Right, because she's been showing signs of hope. Right. And then Matt waits in the dark as the plan moves on for his for his moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time to see how Matt's luck is holding up. Yep. And he goes out and uh, again and comes to meet him. And she's gotten Jolene and Jolene's two warders and the the Suldam. She's brought everyone with her, which was not the plan originally. I thought. It, oh yeah. Well, no, it was the plan. No, no. She because the, the original plan was just for her and the the Suldam to come, but she brings everyone from the inn, and she's like, oh, I just didn't want to find them later. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I adapted the plan. And Matt's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> right. And then he proceeds to adapt the plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, the heist is on. This weather, though, is ominous as fuck. Right, yes. Cold, fat raindrops. It's raining. Pouring uh, rain, good, dark. It, and... It's a good day to sneak around, right? Yeah. I, I think he makes, he makes an interesting point. He's like, well, first of all, it's going to be a lot harder to see us. But second of all, if anyone does see us, see us they're going to know we're up to no good because no one else is going to be out there. Oh, yeah. Kind of mm. good. Chapter 31, What the Isle of Finn Said. Icon of the Wheel of Time. So Matt, uh, in between thoughts about how annoyed he is that Aganon has altered the plan, alters the plan, uh, and he accompanies Aganon up to the kennels, mm-hmm. where he frees a sea folk windfinder, makes Wait, a promise we? to wait three hours, and then free all our friends and fuck shit up. Yeah, this, okay. I have a lot of respect for Matt doing this, because like I, I, had, a, I had kind of a problem with the idea that he was leaving all these slaves like, I'm yeah. sorry guys, you know? I thought this was pure Matt, because yeah. he just couldn't bring himself to leave him, you know? Like, yeah. he knew that was the plan, but he's just such a good guy at heart that he couldn't do it. Yeah. And also it's pure Matt, because this is the chaos plan, yeah. is let, the, let some of these battle wizards out to try and escape on their own at the same time that you're escaping. It's, a, it's a, I mean, like, it definitely... Could, it was risky, right? Like, this was a risky play. Yeah, but it was... I mean, I think it's a good play, because, it is. I mean... You need a distraction, right? But he doesn't know who he can trust as far as, like, even, even ones who used to, who weren't uh, Damani before. But, yeah. you know, based on who he is, the first room he wanders into with a sea folk in it, that's going to be, like, the one person he needed, right? That is probably so. point. true, yeah. And yeah. She, she even says, like, oh, I was so close to being, like, broken, but, you know, now that you're here, I'm going to turn around. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But maybe that's some Tavar and shit, you know? Yep. Gotta be. Then after a close call, uh, he sneaks back out of the kennels. Um, he heads back to Tylan's apartment for his stuff, well, his staff and his stuff, and Tylan is there, back early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, things are going so smoothly. Yeah. Well, well. 
and I kind of thought he was going to have to beat her up or something, but... Uh, she's super cool about it. Yeah, she's, she's real cool. She's like, yeah, I mean, I figured you'd escape at some point. <laughs> right? Wow. All my sex slaves escape. Uh. <laughs> That's not what she says. Yeah. Uh, it, it is implied that she, she kind of suspected something was up and is not, like, yeah. and, giving her know, blessing, whatever. And, in fact, she, she lets him tie her up to make it look like, you know, she was beaten up. Or she, that she was overpowered, and that's why he escaped with some of the Domine. She's not even too upset with him stealing the Domine. Yeah. I, I don't think she cares about that, honestly. It was This was a weird scene. Um, I was a little confused. This is the scene where they have a nice... Where they, they end it amicably. Yeah, I, I think that's Because the, Matt's secretly into it. Yeah, that's the that's idea. The I guess, but it seemed out of character for me, the way she was just like, Oh, okay, sure, bye. I didn't read it that way at all I, I, I mean like that that's sort of the it felt a lot more like a, she didn't want to see him go but she was letting him go kind of thing mm. that was my interpretation not like I don't care you know and, and, and I guess this is the rebel where we see for sure that Matt is into it because he, he I think he asked her to come with him yeah my read is that the way it, what is this what this is supposed to present which the books do not always succeed at in fact seldom succeed at is that Tylan sees this as a game that Matt is into. Like the sex slave stuff, she doesn't actually think she's holding him in captivity. In his head, he thinks she is. In her head, she thinks she's not. And so when he leaves, she's like, oh yeah, I figured you'd leave sooner or later. You know? And I'm going to be fake mad at you because you tried to sneak away while I wasn't here, but ha ha ha, it's all part of the game. Oh. That's how everybody treats this except Matt in his own head. Yeah. Which is why I'm, I'm really confused. I'm not that confused. I, I don't think Robert Jordan wanted Matt to be a sex slave. I think he. I think he's writing this in such a way that Matt's actually into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, he just like I don't know. He's got some weird two rivers hangups about it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Either anyway, way. Anyway, the reason they're back is because an army of Suraths has disappeared. We don't know why that is, right? Yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. What that's about? Maybe they were all killed by Aiel. Could happen. Yeah. Maybe they're the ones that are marching on Andor or Camelin. Right? It could be them. Yeah. There's so many armies around. Can't keep track. Yeah. So then he heads down to the stable to wait for his compatriots, and Tuon ambushes him. <laughs> and they have, like, a martial arts duel they, like, do kind of thing. They with each other. Yeah. Weird. He's, like, <laughs> kicking and chopping at him. He's, like, blocking them all. And she's, right. like, smiling. Yeah, she's, like, so happy because he, he's good at kung fu. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, this is, this is, uh... An interesting interaction. Right, and she, she, she won't allow him to leave, um, so she's trying to do kung fu to stop him. Uh, he is about to get his ass kicked when he gets saved by a lucky pang of pain from his damaged hip, and also Noel, that guy, <laughs> just, like, <helping> <laughs> comes up behind her and just like grabs her. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then Noel's uh, like Matt is thinking like, damn, I'm not very good at tying women up and fighting women like this, but Noel's really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh... Whatever. I mean, useful yeah. skills, right? But uh, Matt tying women up is a theme of this chapter, apparently. Yeah. He's like, well, good thing I got that practice, practice earlier. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that tough Aaron luck. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it, later on tonight, you're going to have to know how to tie someone up, so Tylen's going to teach you how to tie somebody up. Yeah. And then uh, eventually the others all arrive, um, in- including Seleucia, who... That's Tuon's servant, right? Yeah, so she's... she's I think she's the Sojin who... Is the truth speaker or whatever they call it the person who's allowed to? I, I don't think she, I think she's the other one, the one that was like she was her daughter, her, her servant since she was a little kid, and and 
instead of wanting to be freed, she said she wanted to keep serving her and be her personal, oh, you're right. personal servant bodyguard. So she's also, yeah, yeah, she's also like a, an assassin, essentially, or like a right. trained, a, a trained yeah. killer, yeah. Exactly. But she comes in and she doesn't, it's, I don't understand this at all. So yeah, she comes in and then when the Shanshen members of the, the expedition see that he's beaten up Tuan and tied her up, they all freak out, you know, we're all going to die. But she, Lucia doesn't freak out, and she doesn't run for help. She just sort of comes in and says, you're making a big mistake. And it almost seems to me like she's saying that to Tuan. I think that that was my interpretation as well, is that she's not, like, Matt's like, I don't know why she said that. I think she, I think you're right. I think that the implication is that she's, that Tuan is letting him take her. So was Lucia watching this whole thing, the fight and everything? I why did she show up at just this moment? I don't get it. I don't know, yeah. Anyway, the Shan Chen flip out and say, you know, you really shouldn't beat up the daughter of the nine moons. And Matt's like, what? what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, which causes Matt to freak out and say, oh, she's my wife. And then that causes everybody to super duper duper freak out. Except yeah. Tuan. Yeah, who smiles. Who has like an interesting reaction to that. Which yes. makes because she because she has a prophecy thing. We don't know her the details, but she has like yeah. some sort of prophecy thing. That's too, what right? I think. I think yeah. that she's got a prophecy thing. And uh, for whatever reason, with this new information, the plan changes yet again. They are taking Tuan with her. Of course. Because this is the, they're going to have a whole thing where she beats him up and then he loves her because she beats him up or something. Right, yeah. 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 The RJ special. Yeah, the RJ special. Oh, yeah. But it's happening. The prophecy is happening. I know. Yeah. It is happening. Down to the nine moons. We don't have much left. Yep, that's one more episode. Yeah, we have yeah. one more episode on this book, and it, 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 it feels like this book has been, like, we burned through it. We did. And the characters have become more likable. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. I remember when we started this, like, we talked so much shit about Nynaeve, and quite right. Like, I don't, I don't, I stand by, by that, because she was terrible, but we've had so many people saying, like, oh, Nynaeve ends up being one of the best characters, and I'm kind of starting to get it. I'm starting to see where they're coming from. We hated all these guys for a while. We hated Rand for being too emo. We He's still pretty emo. hate Perrin for being too emo. He's less emo now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, Elaine was a shithead for a while. We hated Egwene for a while. Yeah, you know? I actually like Egwene now. I know that yeah. I, know that I, I might not be the... I, I think, Jeff, you're still not a fan of Egwene, right? No. Yeah. But I, I love the, the character she's developed into. Yeah, I think her story's really interesting. Elaine's become better. Avienda's become way better. So, it's oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I like not actively hating people anymore. Yeah. Matt <laughs> except for Tywin, but, you know. Yeah, well, Matt is yeah. very entertaining to read, except for the whole Tywin thing. Yeah. yeah. This is hopefully the last we see of Tywin. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced Tywin is okay. Because, like, if Suroth... Let's all this shit go down. Like the daughter of the nine moons disappears and a bunch of Domine. Like, oh, my boyfriend beat me up and did this stuff is not going to be a, uh, an excuse for Tylen, I'm worried. Well, fuck her. She walked into it. Yeah, she did. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know that Matt's trying to like give her plausible deniability or whatever, but it, for the way the Sean Chan work, I'm not sure it's sufficient. Yeah. There was a funny line in there also that Matt thought, like, he thought, I really think I'm going to miss her. As he gently pushed her under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed at that too. <laughs> As he kicked her under the bed with his foot. <laughs> and he turned off the lights. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to cover chapters 32 through 35, which is the end of Winter's Heart. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. 
If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonbreed.com. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, please, uh, please tell us. Please share us with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, the, the light, light illumine you. you.